Welcome to Geekishly Toku Podcast, the podcast where we talk about geek and toku stuff. Except this week, because it's a special week, because something kind of big happened in the toku genre, at least here in America. We had the Power Morphicon, which is a comic con based around... Well, it started out as a Power Rangers... It started out as a Power Rangers convention, and then kind of slowly morphed into a more just American tokusatsu convention uh i as usual i am here with my co-host sean hello and as a special treat this week we have the not the originator of the toku podcast because there were a couple before him but from one of the biggest podcasts and soon to be back into podcasting we have chris aka kickback from the toku Nation Toku Time Taco Time Podcast. Say hello, Chris. <laughs> Toku Time. I like it. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me on board. And, and John, I just have to say I loved it because you were like it morphed into something new, and I was like, I I I, I want to make a comment. I want to make a joke. <laughs> I was like, no. Usually I'm that's my I job. Have to be, I have to behave. I have to be good. Yeah. So. Um. So this podcast is going to be. I'm guessing, Sean, you didn't make anything prior. It's going to be just essentially off the cuff. Uh, dude, I've been busy. School just started yeah. back up for me, so I haven't really had time to do anything. Let alone make a freaking show show notes that yeah. I normally have time to do. Show notes? What are show notes? We never did show notes. <laughs> well, it's just like, because Tom hey never followed them. What do you want to talk? Well, the one time we did try show notes, it didn't work. Like it was absolutely horrid, and like it just didn't feel right. So we were like, "Screw it, we're never gonna do show notes again." We just get together and be like, "Hey, so what'd you get this week? Cool. Hey, what'd you guys think about this? Cool. Okay, bye." <laughs> Our well, show notes me, are just a me, collection uh, of links. That's all well, it is. Yeah. Let me ask you this then: You've been on uh, Ranger Command how many times? I Eric does show notes, right? Oh, he is, he is like the show note Nazi, and I mean that in a very like <laughs> affectionate way. But I mean, he's got because you I mean, edit them all the time. Literally everything is scripted from from beginning to end, with the exception of the dialogue that uh, happens in between certain parts. So even like his yeah. intros, where he's like, "Oh, you know, hey, check out GameFly.com forward slash Ranger Command PH for your free." Like that's all in the show notes for him to read, and it it works for him, and it works for his. Uh, his show and what he does, um, but yeah, I, I I could never do it, and, and even with what we're going to be doing with the return of Takin Toku on YouTube uh, and a monthly podcast, yay, um, yay. yeah, the, they, there will still be no show notes. It'll be all off the cuff because that's where the fun happens, in my opinion. Like, oh yeah, that's where the humor like, happens, I, and like the, it, the meshing and the like, gelling. Like that, that's to kind of go off a little bit. That's where Eric and I differ on editing. To me, a podcast is friends sitting down, talking, having conversations, no interruptions, no nothing. Sometimes so with I a beer. Edit, yeah, when I when I edit things, I rarely edit them unless there's like a big issue. Like Sean has been interrupted a few by my times mother. from by you know his his mother, his uh, siblings, my um, dog. 
Yeah, and like I have this random thing that happens where a car will scream past my house, and you will hear it as if I just I was sitting in the car when it happened. <laughs> so, and and I don't I don't really edit those out because again, it's like the conversation, especially because most of the time I point it out or I stop talking to let it happen and then continue talking again. <laughs> Well, so we we, it, we will it, be interrupted by a baby tonight because in twenty oh, minutes yeah. it's it's going to be his bedtime and Dad's going to have to move out of the bedroom into the living room <laughs> and therefore therefore baby's mama will be looking at me and glaring at me every time I say something because she'll be watching her her stories. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it, if it makes you feel any better, there was one podcast where Sean and I did a normal thing, and then we took a break, and then when we came back for the second part, Sean was in a closet. Yeah, I changed locations entirely, went over to my girlfriend's house, and recorded a podcast in a closet. Again, I, I had so many jokes I could have made right there, but I'm a guest. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, I've made them all. <laughs> He's made them plenty, plenty of times. Like, I think the episode after that, I'm like, hello, welcome to Geekly Toku Podcast, where Sean is now out of the closet, you know? <laughs> I'm out well, of the you, closet you, as a straight person. Woohoo! You know, I, I feel I feel I make a bad joke out of it. I I did pick on Sean quite a bit at the convention, like <laughs> like more than I was anticipating I would. So I I apologize, Sean. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. You didn't. It it was all in good. <laughs> it was all in good taste. I feel like anything you could say to him, I either already said or he's used to me i've experienced in my life yeah did you make fun of his his ripped up jean vest because i did no because i never i've only physically seen him through skype maybe like three times you know i've never actually been in person with him which you have so i'm glad somebody else can take that spectrum of his life our our first interaction it was one of those things where I recognized him, and I don't know if he quite recognized me. I think you rec- I think you recognized the shirt I had on because I had the Talking Toku shirt on. No, I recognized you. <laughs> and, but we just didn't say anything to each other. Like we were maybe like twenty feet apart. We we're just kind of like occasionally glance at each other. So I took a picture of him and I put it on Twitter because that's what you do in 2016. Rather than say hello, is you take pictures of people and tweet them and go, "Hey, I see you." And then I did it to him on Saturday. Except you were literally, like, looking at me, going, what are you doing when I took the picture, so. Yeah. And I took the time to tweet it before I responded to you, because, you know. Well, I, I think before we get into Morphicon, I should probably, for help for helpful purposes, um, ask if, uh, kind of ask you about the return of Talkin' Toku. Like, sure. like, how, like, what, you guys left, it was done, and then you, you, I remember you saying you were going to have a comeback, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be, uh, so what kind so... of, what was the process of, like, well, let's just do talking Toku again, but we'll just kind of branch it out a little bit more? Well, if you guys remember, Jordan had a kid last year. Yeah, and his time frame got cut dramatically. Um, and Tom, you know, is a dad and, and a busy parent and a busy colorist and all that stuff. So he, depending on what time of day it was, it was rough. Plus, they're East Coast and I'm Mountain Time, so there's already a two-hour gap in between when they can do it and when I can do it. 
Um, and then with me having my son, um, you know, only a couple months away back in February, uh, we just kind of decided, like, you know what, like, the time's not going to be there. Uh, I want to dedicate any free time I have, especially in the first couple months, to my son. Uh, and then I was going to have to go back to work, and I knew that was going to be crazy, and it was. Because uh, I, I did that. I even skipped San Diego Comic-Con this year, which I've gone, like, the last three years. Uh, but it was just one of those things where it was that was why we quit. It was because the time commitment wasn't there, and we were all busy being parents. Uh, we actually joked that we were going to start a podcast called uh, Toku Dads. <laughs> like, that was, re- that was, that was really close still to happening. You should still do that. That, that would actually really be kind of funny. Happening. Like that should be that just that should just be like, um, a, like special episodes. Like when it's gonna be just the three <laughs> of you, it should just be like, "Welcome to episode blah blah of Talking Toku, talk, uh, ta- you know, Toku Dad's edition, you know, part one." <laughs> or you know, should just go from there. Say it's episode all... something something of Toku of the Toku Dad's podcast and just yeah. confuse everyone. Well, the, the best part is, that, you know, Tom's kids are like five and or seven and five or something and, and Jordan's daughter's going on two my son is you know five months here pretty soon so if we did something like that we couldn't really talk about what it's like to be a toku dad because other than Tom me and Jordan's kids have you know they, they're either not speaking or they can barely speak yeah so th- we wouldn't there'd be nothing toku related to the dad part it would just be the fact that it was three dads talking toku uh, which at that point would be silly <laughs> But the whole thing that came across was, um, so my, my buddy on Twitter's name is J-Man. Uh, he's from CollectionDX.com. His name's Josh. Uh, him and I have been buddies for a while. Uh, Toku Nation and Collection DX did some crossover galleries and stuff like that where we would shoot a gallery for them and they'd shoot a gallery for us and we'd send each other the pictures and then we'd have to write the gallery. Um, just silly stuff like that. And I think Jordan was on their, uh, they had a web show for a little bit on YouTube and Jordan hmm. guest hosted on that one. Um, but that kind of fell apart to the wayside. So uh, Josh was kind of itching to get back into the game, and of course I was itching to get back in the game. And I, I, I sit here and I watch people on YouTube, um, and, and there's some people on YouTube, and, I'm, and, and I don't want anyone to think this is like me calling out anyone in the fandom because that, that's not the case. I promise you. But there's some <laughs> YouTube shows out there that are just really bad. Yeah. But they have like 150,000 subscribers. And I'm like, how the hell... Is this happening? Like, how can something so bad become so popular? Is it just because it's some person be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm going to tell you about this anime that I watched today. It was so amazing. Let me let me say f this, f that, and subscribe and like and join my Patreon where I'm making two thousand dollars." I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, really? That's all you have to do?" Yeah. Well, you know, son of a son of a gun, I can put more effort into that and and see what happens. So I kind of reached out to Josh because we both had the same idea at the same time, which was. Let's do a podcast, but let's not do the podcasting part because God, I, I I hate editing, and you guys know with talking Toku, I was all like super music inclined and like trying to add like funny music to different parts and oh yeah, I still I still remember the was it the was it the Dino Charge uh, thing you tried to edit together? You tried to like you well, yeah, tried I to like remix the Dino Charge opening. Yeah, I did that actually. I, if you want, I can link that to you. I put that on SoundCloud because. I don't know because reasons, but I, I was doing that, and then uh, you know I, I'd go through my entire collection of Comrade Drive and Comrade Gaim uh, background music, and I'd add different snippets to different things, especially when Tom was being an idiot, um, and and that just that made it fun, <laughs> but it added so much more to that moment in the podcast, so to speak, because you knew something stupid was going to happen. Yeah, um, but 
I just it got so tiring and I couldn't sit there because when I would edit an episode of Talking Toku, it would take me from start to finish, including going through and finding music to add in certain parts and doing cool little clips. Uh, it would take me maybe six to eight hours. Jeez. Because I would also go th- I would go through and I'd edit out every single <gasps> that you'd hear. I'd edit yeah. every single one of those out because, especially with me, uh, you know, I, I've I've had a history in radio before, so. Like at this, that, at this point, kinda... all three of us have. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I was when I was in college, I was a, a DJ at my college. So, same one of the things they always they always taught you was, hey, you know what? Try not to go because <gasps> that doesn't sound good on the radio. So, try to talk and then take small little breaths. Well, when I had a big old mic like at an ear set uh, with a mouthpiece like right in front of my mouth, like all you're yeah. hearing is. <gasps> Yeah. And I hated that, so I'd sit there and I'd edit out, and that would basically mean a two-hour... Because we'd record three hours at a time, and I'd maybe use an hour of it. Ouch. And, yeah, so figuring out where we're going to start, where it's going to stop, and then edit out every single breath that I could come up with, and every single unnecessary pause. So that was fun, not really... Uh, but well, I, I, I'm not ready to. I'm not. I'm not ready to go back to that. I think I can do that like once a month, which is kind of what we're teasing with the podcast part of it. But yeah, other than well, that, we just decided that you know what, let's let's do the YouTube thing. We'll actually do like webcam so people can actually see our faces. Yeah, because if 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 Eric Barry can get stopped all the time and people are like, oh my gosh, it's Eric Barry. <laughs> why why can't why can't people stop and be like, oh my gosh. Well, it's, uh, it's kickback from, from talking Toku. Well, I like, yay! Two questions. One, what do you use to okay. edit? I was using Audacity. <laughs> I know I know you're strapped yep. for cash. I know you are. I would highly recommend <laughs> getting a multilinear uh, editing software. Um, Sean is currently using... What are you you're using? Audition. Audition, which Adobe is expensive. Audition. He gets it free from school. Um, if as you're long as I'm for, enrolled, I still have it for free. Yeah. So, uh, if you're looking good. for something cheaper, you can always look into what I use, and it's uh, Magic's Music Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I I normally bought it for this purpose, but you can also use it to like actually. It's essentially like it's as close to what I can consider GarageBand for Macs. Well, see, I have a Mac, so I could pretty much just use GarageBand now. Well, yeah, so there you go. I, I would recommend using GarageBand because all you'd have to do at that point is to sync up everything and then just listen mm-hmm. to it. And if there, if you want to get rid of the... <gasps> or there's a random, like, crash behind, you can just simply, you know, find that section and just mute it, and you're good to go. Well, see, what we were doing is we'd all get on Google Hangouts and then that would automatically upload to a private YouTube channel, and then I would use a YouTube ripper to rip the audio off the YouTube. And that's how I would... I didn't have to sync anything up. It was already synced through Google Hangouts. But they're getting rid of their Hangouts on Air feature. Yeah. Um, That was just my cheap, easy way. My other suggestion, um, if you guys can do it, stream it. Mixler? Um, Mixler's good. Um, um, well, because I, I used it for everything else I've done. Um, because if you could stream it, getting it to YouTube in video form would make it easier. Because everything would be there. 
And if you want to do the audio part, then you can do what you always did with Google Hangouts, and that's download the audio straight from YouTube. And then you can just well, what you we know, might, what, what do we it might that also way. do too. I haven't looked into it, but um, thought about like YouTube Live onto a private channel and just ripping the video. And that would uploading. work. That would work too. So uh, there, there's little things too that we're working on, but you know, with with the whole idea was, um, I, I sometimes felt like Talk and Toku was stifled a little bit just because it was always paired to Toku Nation, and because the fandom loves to have like its own political upheaval and wars. <laughs> You know, some yeah. people are like, "Well, I'm not going to listen to them because they're part of Toku Nation." Blah, 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 blah. I only listen to you know, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, "You know what? That's stupid." You know, I hate that I have to like sit there and play nice and be like, "Hey, um, this person, would you be willing to come on my show for an episode?" You know, I actually had people drop out because they're like, "No, it probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to go into you know this into your podcast because you know I'm a, I'm a mod here and that just wouldn't look good because yeah. you know I've had that happen." So I was like, you know what, fine, when we relaunch it, it's not going to be tied to Toku Nation, it's going to be its own separate thing, which it is becoming, um, and and just kind of take it from there. So, I mean, we've got a, a pretty good lineup of people that were like, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I, I have, obviously, myself and Josh, um, I have uh, Dan from Dan's Toku Rants, good old, my buddy Dan, he's going to join us from time to time, um, Saren Zephyr, we'll see how, oh, how realistic he's, that he's is. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, gonna, so Robert's going to join. Um, uh, uh, Chris Vangelis uh, is going to pop I, on every now and then. I can't wait for that because it has been a. I, I don't listen to the um, uh, what is it the the Transformers one he does WTF at, WTF at TFW yeah that one I don't I don't listen to that because I'm not a Transformers fan but the last time I heard him on a podcast was I think the last HJU radio I edited which was like two years ago now um, yeah and he is amazing to have on podcasts he is smart he is charismatic and he is just overall just a hell of a f- lot of fun to be around and there were many times where like we'd have audio issues and like uh, Keith who is the host would his like Skype would drop his internet would drop and Evangelist would just keep talking and yeah I like I don't know what like I never know what to do I'm like okay drops do I like you know go to a song or something like that but then with Evangelist keep talking I wouldn't need to because I could just mute the other audio and just have him keep talking so I can't wait for him to be <laughs> on the podcast I just can't wait I've I've known Chris for many. Many many years from our our time together at TFW two thousand five. So he, uh, I actually guest hosted a couple episodes of, of WTF at TFW way back in the the, the teens. Yeah. Like, I think it was like episode seventeen or something. Um, it's been a very long time. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to have him on there. Um, you know, we're gonna have a uh, uh, Brian Shukwin Shinobi. He was gonna pop in every now and then. And of course, you know the the regulars. I'll have because uh, it's going to be hosted primarily by Josh and I, and then we'll rotate people in. So this way, there's no like commitment. Like you have to be there every single week. Uh, yeah. Because we're going to try to do it weekly. So weekly, one topic, ten to fifteen minutes, done. Hmm. That's it. Nice. Yeah. yeah keep it good. nice and compact, simple, fun, short. Because the the average person will watch a YouTube video, but only if it's an X amount of time. So releasing a two-hour-long thing on YouTube, 
you know, who's got two hours, number one, to sit down and watch an entire video of something? Because uh, I don't. <laughs> so do if, I. I don't, if I don't, then it. maybe someone can do 15 minutes. Well, I've done it on like a... <laughs> this is a sound horror. I've done it on watching people do speed runs of my favorite JRPGs. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I've been into D&D lately, and there's uh, one game that's full of friend, full of my friends, and they used to stream it, but then, like, they kind of disbanded, but then came back together, and now they only record it, and it goes on YouTube, and it's, like, at least two and a half hours, and oh yeah, I, I sit there, and I play Minecraft for two hours while it just kind of plays, so. No, I, I, I can relate. It's a little bit tougher now with a, a little one who... Yeah, kind of wants to wants your attention every now and then, but but yeah. So we're we're aiming for September as our first episode release, our first official episode, I guess. Um, we'll get when we get closer to that. I don't know if it'll just be me and Josh for the first episode. I don't know. I should probably talk to Josh. But uh, we have a, we have a cool theme song that we were able to have somebody say yeah because uh, there's there's a guy awesome. who does guitar covers of the Power Ranger theme songs that a lot of people have not seen because hmm. people have poor taste in music I guess so it's not a lot of shares but the the kid he's I want he's down from it's either Mexico or somewhere in South America um, hmm. forgive me for not well, it's all about that Pelly K remember it's all about that Pelly K no no crack crack crackhead Andros is not part of this uh, I, I almost brought him up too so <laughs> that's why I oh, did no. <laughs> well no I'll, I'll see if I can link to you I'll link you guys privately uh the guy we're, we're using, he said, yeah, go ahead, use it, that's cool, so... Uh, okay. Didn't you fun. show me it? You showed me it at Morphicon. I did. Yeah, yeah it's I badass. Maybe I should talk oh my to God. <laughs> oh, he did, he did, he's just awesome. I mean, yeah. <sighs> it was, it was, it was good. We're gonna use, uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that, I don't want to spoil too much. Cause oh, I'm yeah, don't, 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 don't worry, don't worry. Um, alright, well, I guess with, the. Uh, the, the 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 very very long intro slash promotion out of the way we can talk about Morphicon. Um, I I was trying to think of questions to ask because I feel like this is going to be a very interviewish thing because you two went and I didn't, so it's more of asking about your experiences. Um, so I guess we could kind of start out with the. The, the kind of the question I feel like that just popped into my head and that's what was your favorite part about the weekend I will start go, Sean, go. Oh, okay. uh, I would have to say well it's pretty much a toss up between meeting up with everyone that I've met friends with on Twitter for the past two plus years and then including meeting the Dino Charge cast as well like having conversations with them because there was a family in front of me that was getting selfies with all their like 17 children with each of the rangers so i had enough time to have like a five to ten minute conversation with everyone except camille she was the only one i couldn't get a conversation with everyone else i had a conversation with nice very nice um i i would say my favorite part of the weekend was honestly uh, one and a half things. Uh, obviously, number one, it's it's the people, it's the friends that you hung out with. Uh, yeah. You know, this is my second my second Power Morphicon. My first one, I literally pretty much just hung out with uh, like Eric and our friend Rowan and Zach, um, the guys over Ranger Command Power Hour. 
Um, and that was really about it. We'd say hi to a couple people and maybe have a couple people come over to the hotel room for some drinks or whatever. And that was about it. Uh, we didn't really do anything this year, as Sean can attest to. Uh, our group was almost in the 20s. and We had a whole squad. Was, we, we did. I mean, we, we were a, the size of a classroom back in, like, 1988. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was... You know, and it's people that you talk to on Twitter all the time, and you get to meet them finally, and you're like, oh, hey, like, the way you are on Twitter is how you really are. That's cool. Let's be friends and go hang out. Um, and, and that's what we did. It'd be one of those things where we'd all kind of meet up, and then we'd go our separate ways, and you bump into each other later without planning it, and you're like, oh, well, hey, let's go do this. Okay. Uh, and it just made the weekend that much more fun to be able to experience the show with so many different people where I didn't feel like I had to hang out with, uh, you know, like my, my roommates were Doug and Eric. I didn't feel like I had to hang out with them all weekend because there was like, you know, 19 other people I could go hang out with, and I did. Uh, and that made it fun. The other part, my half part, I really did enjoy that uh, that Ninja Steel reveal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brother Peter. But I've, I've lost a lot of love for it since then. Because everybody on the internet, including a majority of the people who weren't there, keep telling me how awesome that was, and I'm kind of tired of hearing how awesome it is. Because it's one thing when it's it's one thing when you're there and you're like, wait, what, what, what's going on? What did what did you? Why is he say? crying? Why, why, is, why he is he crying? crying? Who is he hugging? Oh shit, that's his brother, you know. And you're like, oh my god, that's awesome! Wow, they did Peter. Like for uh, being at the show, that was crazy, and you can't match that atmosphere and the electricity that was in the room when people figured that out. Oh no, I, like, I totally I totally agree. Like um me and Sean actually had this conversation on the uh, San Diego Comic-Con wrap up and how yeah. um he was discussing how he was at the the Agents of Shield uh, panel when they showed Ghost Rider was coming. And oh, yeah. I we discussed like you're not going to get that same reaction cuz like the it, it's kind of different with Morphicon because they streamed the panel, so we did kind of experience it at the same time. Those who couldn't go, but yeah, it, you didn't. You still didn't experience the atmosphere of everybody else. Like everybody plays off other people, and oh, yeah. like one person gets excited, gets another person excited, which gets another person excited, and down the line. And when you're watching, when I'm watching it at home, sitting here in front of a computer monitor with headphones on, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's just not the same. And well, it's like being at a sporting event. You know, it's one thing oh, to yeah. watch. Like I'm just gonna. Th- it's one thing to watch a football game on TV and you high five your buddies when you score a touchdown. It's another to be in the stands to see the great play and everyone around you's jumping up and down, going crazy. It's the same kind of thing. And yeah. I'm not trying to take away anything from that moment because it was awesome and it was yeah. incredible to be there. And it's it's a moment I'll never forget, and I don't think Sean will either. At the same time, I'm tired of everyone everyone telling me how awesome that was, especially people that weren't there. Like, oh my god, that was the coolest thing ever. I can't believe they did that. I'm like, you're not a, a Power Rangers fan. Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even have that problem. It's like, like nobody's it's, coming up to me telling me that. And I feel like there's just a lot of people who are told it was awesome, and so they're repeating that it's awesome. You know, without yeah. really knowing, like, hey, like, did you know that Peter's been trying out for the show as long as Yoshi has? And, you know, so, I don't know. But, no, well, I, I, t- I, I, I will you. hold on to that little memory of mine. I have a video of it from my own perspective and the people around me and the voices that I heard that got me excited. I'm good. I'm good. 
And, and, and I hate to say it, but it was awesome. Even from my perspective, it was great. <laughs> I even went back and I watched it a couple more times just because, you know, it was great. Um, but I, I think even Camille it. was crying. Yeah, she was. She was. Well, it was funny she because, was. I mean, even when we were at the show, we went back to the hotel room, like Eric and I, like we started pulling up people's uploads of it and watched it in the hotel room the same day. Oh, yeah. Because um, we, we wanted to relieve it because you were like, holy, that... Like that—that's the coolest reveal ever. Now every reveal after that's going to suck. Yeah. So, no, it's just every Blue Ranger from here on out is just going to be a member of the Sadarso family. <laughs> well, Everybody in their uh, apartment, just one by one by one. Technically speaking, if they go straight to Juoger, it's a female no. blue. They could no. get then, like there we go. Wife there we go. Something. It's Yoshi's wife. There you go. Yoshi's wife. Yoshi's Done. wife will be the blue. Animal Cube Ranger. I mean, he jokingly said she was Cyan or Aqua. Yeah, a while back. So, did you see? Did you That's actually see the uh, the YouTube vlog that I think it was? I think it's uh, Peter's wife or girlfriend, girlfriend fiance yeah. did. Yeah, I, I watched that. Yeah, I love it, and like how she revealed it to Yoshi's wife, and she just went nuts like oh my god really and that was great and i just want to say out of all of that the best person in that whole circle had to be um oh, see now i forgot his name chip lynn probably the best part about that whole scenario because he kept it he's a secret a from everybody he's he's such a troll <laughs> <laughs> chip lynn uh, is a troll i'm gonna throw out there now he is the phantom ranger there you go he's just a uh, troll he likes to troll everybody, including the fandom. Not as bad as... Well, see, and that's the thing that... It, okay, so I'm going way off topic. Please, sure. Oh, it's fine. But there's I, do, picture, I do it all the time. Around, there's a picture floating around from Instagram that the Ninja Steel Yellow Ranger threw up that has the Ninja Steel Red Ranger holding a Zuoger helmet. And everyone's like, OMG, OMG, OMG. I'm like, are, are you serious right now? Like, someone actually... Like, people believe that picture's not, like, photoshopped and put up there. Like... Did we learn nothing from the Sudarso family during Dino Charge? And fake spoilers? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I hate to tell you this, but there's another there's another Sudarso in the next series. You're gonna get the same kind of trolling. And <laughs> it obviously it's not gonna necessarily come from Peter this time because people will be expecting it. So let's get everybody else on board and be like, hey, check it out. I'm holding a Zuoger helmet. They're not even done filming. Nope. Like, they literally just got done filming, what, episode 28, 29, and 30, like, two weeks ago, and that's why these images are popping online? Like, come yeah. on. There's um, still, like, 30 episodes left. There, there is 30 one, weeks. There is one cool thing, just continue on the off-topicness, there was one cool thing I saw pop up. I don't know who did it. Someone posted it on Twitter about if they did a team-up between Dino Charge and Ninja Steel... How how ridiculous would it be if Peter's character was a descendant of Coda? I mean, it could work. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. Like I thought was cool. I don't think they would do. Well, it's, that's like, hey, in real life we're brothers, but on TV we're father son, or you know, like great 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 grandfather and. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it could work, but I, I don't think, I think that's a very dangerous. I see them doing something more like, you know, 
the you know Peter's character gets hit on the head, Preston or whatever gets hit on the head, you know, is all groggy, and then here comes Coda, and he just goes, "Brother," you know, "Oh no, you're not my brother," you know, but some some throwaway line like th- yeah yeah throwaway way line like that, you know yeah. Um, I'm just right. glad we get to keep that scene, probably. Oh yeah. Of- <laughs> The blue ninja steel ranger now saving Yoshi. Yeah, I, I hope that that Yoshi comes back and redubs the voice again, but this time in American. <laughs> as no, he does it as Coda. No, stop! I've no hurt. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, uh, just confuse the fandom at large. We'll kind of go uh. back to the Morphicon thing, and I feel like I feel like this question is kind of is kind of answering itself. But what was your favorite panel at Morphicon? Starting with Sean again. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to say the Sixth Ranger panel. Um, because <laughs> Christopher Kamen Lee got into the line to ask questions. And uh, asked Justin Nimmo a question. So, uh, in space red, asking in space silver a question, going. So, was the red in your season uh, overall a better person than you'll ever be? <laughs> and <laughs> then he proceeds to go up on stage and have a complete fake out make out with him. <sighs> Though it's only tied. It's actually tied with the Operation Pizza Apocalypse panel too. Where I'm pretty sure Ika Darville, it's pronounced Ika, um, <laughs> shut down a fan who someone mentioned the word spandex, and this guy, there's stories behind him that I don't want to talk about him anymore. He's like, it's not spandex, and he said some blah blah blah, and Ika just takes the mic and goes, "Thanks, Doctor K," and that's it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. um. My favorite panel is going to be the uh, toy panel from Bandai. That, that's for selfish reasons. I had a, I got called out on the mic, so I'm good. Greg called you out so many freaking times. I know. I love Greg. He, Greg's my homeboy. Uh, love that guy to death. Yeah, between the trivia contest at the at the first night, whenever like the first six questions for okay, so. The first night of Power Morphicon, they had a trivia contest where you could ask a question, and if you won, you got a free uh, exclusive Dino Charger, plus you'd be entered in for a drawing for a grand prize later that night. And the first series of questions me and Sean were watching, the first series of questions were all Zeo or Zeo Gold Ranger questions. So, and he, he saw me he saw me watching, and every time a Gold Ranger question would pop up, he'd just kind of look over at me and glare. I'd just smile, and, and then there was one Gold Ranger question, and he was like, you know... He's like, uh, if only there was somebody in the audience who might know the answer, but not say anything. Toku Chris. And then obviously in the toy panel, getting called out. That's actually on uh, on his Instagram account. Which, just so you guys know, it's like Gregory underscore K underscore Mitchell. Uh, he has decided to make that his official like liaison to the fandom Instagram account. As opposed to like a personal account. So feel free to follow it, ask him questions. That is going to be his way of communicating with the fandom. But there's a video on there if you go to it and check it out, uh, where they reveal the Zeo figures. And uh, once they reveal Zeo Gold, I stand up and point to him, and so he stands up and or he doesn't stand up, but he points back to me and goes, "Toku Chris is very happy." Hence the change to the Twitter name. <laughs> I was he, wondering he why you changed that. 
Okay. He referred to me that way like three or four times. So. I was wondering why you changed that. So. Yeah, it it does. fits. Does that mean yeah. we don't call you kickback anymore? Well, no, it was never kickback in the first place. It was oh, rankle. it was rankle, which I never understood. But I, there's a lot I don't understand for people's usernames. That was a name I came up with for Ultima Online when I was 16 years old. That's right, 18 dang. years ago. Oh damn! I was just but a wee little lad. Yeah, I was. I was 14, so I'm only a couple years younger than you. <laughs> You guys don't want to know how young I was. (laughs) Were you even... You were like four. Uh Uh-huh. Months? Yeah, we're old, dude. Years. Oh. Yeah, I was the youngest. (laughs) I was the youngest of this group, and I was also the youngest of the group that was at Comic-Con for me as well. So, I'm just young. All right. It's not a bad uh, thing. It's a good. It's a good time to be young, because yeah. uh, me and me and John are getting to that point where it's going to start getting creepy to still be into it. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, we go to Power Morphicon like maybe two more times, and then once I hit forty, I have to stop. I think it's in the, I think it's a law. <laughs> that I'm not Unless you're to to Berg, a, what about Berg? Well, he can, he could pull it off. I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> oh, well, you, you, the, no, I'll bring old... my son. I was going to uh, say, you might be able to pull it off if you bring your kid with you, and then that'll be... Maybe you'll have like, an excuse. Hey, Power Rangers, <laughs> you know, whatever cast, can you get a picture with my son? And they just kind of push him out of the way. Be like, yeah! <laughs> um, so I guess we can kind of piggyback off the toys and say, what was... I feel like I know Chris is already, but what was your favorite new toy to come out of Morphicon? I'm interested to see what the Legacy Power Sword will do. Because that's going to be... It's life-size. It is a full-blown sword. Like an actual sword size. Which is actually kind of surprising, even for a Legacy item. Which is the size of a sword, right? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The size of a small child. (laughs) And did we they did re- discover did that there is a speaker, so okay. we'll play the MMPR theme song. Oh, of course, um, that's important. It's yep. not a legacy toy if it doesn't play the MMPR theme song. I'm looking well, at the legacy you, figures MMPR won't. <laughs> the legacy, the legacy figures won't. Oh no! See, the idea is you have to get them all together, and then once you get them all together, then it'll play the theme song. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Even the in there space is. figures. They're going to re-release the Green Ranger, but with a speaker. Oh, no. And all the all the weapons. A speaker and all the weapons for, like, $40. I'm calling it right now. And that's going to be a New York Comic Con exclusive. No, that'll be, uh... That'll be something like freaking Florida Pensacon exclusive or something. I don't know. Oh, something stupid like that? Yeah. Yeah, I they'll go out to some teeny tiny little show like London... London Comic Con or whatever. There you go. I kind of want them to make the Green Ranger with a speaker in it, just so somebody can buy it and mod it, so when you hit a button or pull a lever or something like that, it just says, watch my Morphin Life on YouTube! And then that's it. Um, I, just want to, I just want every time like you, you go to like move it, and like you move um, the arm in a way it's not supposed to move, it goes, oh man! Like That's all I want. 
And then it has to have that poorly dubbed, oh no! Oh no! Oh, jeez. My favorite toy should be obvious. I I love the Legacy 6.5-inch figures. I think they're great. Um, What they revealed was great. What they didn't reveal was great. Um, It's going to be a fun line. Except for possibly the nesting dolls. No, even the nesting dolls I'll probably buy. As long as Elf is in there. (sighs) I think I missed the nesting dolls. Luckily, well, no, but- I was in the Dino Charge line when the toy panel was going on, and Doug was with me, and he was just going through Twitter for me. I'm like, hey, dude, they revealed this, and I'm just shaking my head the entire time. <laughs> well, it, it's it's one of those things where I can't stress how important it is that once they finish the MMPR part of the Legacy figures, that people still buy the Legacy figures. So when you get to Zio, keep buying them. When you get to those mystery figures, keep buying them. Because um, that's really going to be the benchmark as far as whether or not Legacy can survive outside of MMPR. Because if you look at everything that uh, that Jason Bischoff from Saban Brands Global Marketing, what he revealed, uh, and the toy panel after Bandai did their part, it was all Mighty Morphin merchandise. Everything. Every single item was Mighty Morphin merchandise. Yep. So... If you want something to extend past that, people got to vote with their wallet on it, um, you know. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, Bandai will will heed the call. And and I, I have to be careful how I say this uh, without getting myself in trouble. Um, I'll just I'll I'll just say time will tell. I'll just use uh, use Bandai's key phrase: time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> I thought it was newness within the line. No, not nudist within the line. Just time will tell. When people go, hey, okay. we're going to get Boysander, we're going to get Legacy Zeo, time will tell. Time will tell. And they waited, and now we got both. So, well, I meant more like not Legacy Figure Zeo, like actual Legacy Zeo. Time eh. will tell. Time will tell. Legacy Pyramidus? Sure. I'm kind of waiting. No, I just. It, if they do Zeo. I, I, I'm waiting for... No, uh, you'll never I'm, get a Pyramidus. You'll never get Pyramidus. I'm, I'm waiting for a uh, a Legacy Power Rangers Zeo Gold Zeo Staff. That's actual size. Yes. That might happen. I don't know. It depends. It depends on when or if they get the green light to go ahead with the Zeo, because it's not Bandai saying, we don't want to do Zeo. It's Saban Brands going, you're not going to do Zeo. Yeah. So, well, it has Tommy attached to it, so it it'll be fine. Yeah, but they're kind of sold up on Tommy now. Now they're all about the movie and the new Tommy. I just hope that it's not Tommy. It's going to be Tammy. That would just be just a screw with everyone. Well, I mean, Female we already green know. We already know there's going to be somewhat of a Green Ranger, if not this movie, the next one, because of the whole. Uh, scheme Rita has and how she's got the green power coin in her staff, so I mean it's just a Wouldn't that be h- hilarious if if they meant to cast somebody as Tommy, but someone mistyped it Tammy, and no one caught <laughs> the typo, so they cast like a female Green Ranger when it's supposed to be a male Green Ranger and no one caught it until like the lady shows up for like her fitting they're like, oh <laughs> you're supposed to be Tommy? No, I'm Tammy Oh, oh no. Oh god. Oh god. 
And then the director just goes, roll with it. Roll with it. We'll make Sabana's, it work. Haim Saban has no idea yet. He's just kind of like, hmm. has the movie made any money? No? Okay. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. There was a point in time where uh, I, th- I think it was Jason Narvey in one of the, uh, I think it was the Turbo, the Zeo Turbo panel, and he introduced himself as uh, Haim Saban, but did did the, ac- the accent no justice, because, come on. <laughs> and then uh, Paul introduced himself as uh, Manifest Destiny's Child. <laughs> it was it was perfect. And what, what yeah, was I, what was the convention that they did the pie thing, and then they were told they probably wouldn't be coming back? Morphicon. Morphicon was three. that Morphicon? Okay. Yeah, it was two Morphicons ago. Okay, because. I was confused because again I they joked about understand. it when they quote unquote tore down the convention and during their own panel yeah which got really really deep and really meta really quickly I, f- I feel like that's the type <laughs> of personality Jason Narvey is he seems like he seems like a really open person who will just talk about anything as long as it's like you know Obviously, like, not, you know, you wouldn't just randomly talk about not safe for work stuff with, like, 12-year-olds in the crowd. But, like, I feel like he would just be, he would open up just about anything. But that's just from what I've seen from videos and stuff like that. Well, they almost got on the topic of Austin St. John and things that may or may not have happened to him and his reputation. But then got sidetracked by being a fake psychologist or a fake therapist. Man, that was weird. That whole panel was just weird. That whole last day was just weird. Gotta love those closing ceremonies. Someone yelling out, hey, when are we gonna get JDF here? And then the question just not even being touched on. Or, I was standing in line and Johnny Youngbosch pulls up on like one of those little scooters and he's like, what are you guys waiting in line for? Oh, closing ceremonies. We have those? Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't even invited. And then he just scoots on away. I'm like, wow. did that just happen? Did I just have a conversation with Johnny Bosch? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually surprised Johnny Bosch was there. Like, I'm not going to say he's a horrible person. It's more of these days, the thing he talks about the most is the anime he does, all the dubbing and stuff, so whenever you hear about him going to a convention, it's him going because of his voiceover work. If there happens to be other Power Rangers there, he will, like, talk to them, and he will talk about Power Rangers and all that stuff. But he mostly just goes for anime, so the fact that he went to Morphicon was kind of surprising to me. I don't know I shine my inserts, that's all I gotta say. I wish more people would have asked some questions about his role as TK and the upcoming Digimon Tri dub. Did he do TK? Oh yeah, they are older, so that uh, makes sense. Well, he's doing the... Because they're releasing the Digimon Tri out here in theaters. Uh, oh. And Toei is doing the dubbing themselves. They're not hyping Saban to it. And they cast uh, Johnny and Bosch as TK. Hmm. 
Although they did also get like all most of the original voice actors back for it, except for a few, obviously. Well, yeah, it would make sense they'd have to get someone back for TK since you know he went from like six to like you know sixteen or however old. And it, to keep it Power Rangers related, the voice of Babu is returning as the voice of Angemon. Woo! Cool. Uh, Wait, it... you mean that one that people had no idea who he was when they sat down at the gold breakfast? No, that was the suit actor. That's even worse. Oh, right. Jason Ibarra or whatever the hell his name is. Yes. Um, yes. I was going to say something. Oh, um, didn't... Oh, I forgot his name. He did the voice of Saba. Tony Oliver. Tony Oliver? Yeah, didn't he do a Digimon? He did um, Ankylomon. No, that was uh, Axelrod, sorry. No, Axelrod did the bird. I don't remember. I, I'm not up on the speed of my Digimon. I'd have to reach oh, out. Okay. I, I thought he did. Used one. to be, but I can't remember. Um. Anyway, um, trying to think of more questions for Morphicon. Um, I mean, I, I could say, who is your favorite Power Ranger actor that you met? At Morphicon, or maybe you're I got a sweaty I, hug from Johnny Young Bosch <laughs> after the Eyeshine concert. I didn't meet anybody. Really? Really? Did you did you not go through any of the uh, autographing lines or anything like that? Nope. I mean, meeting Ika Darville was pretty cool too. I stood in his line for I, a little bit. I, I would have liked to, to meet, like, Ika Darville and stuff, but um, I, I knew that if I started, I'd get caught up in it, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'll go meet this person. Oh, now I'll go meet this person. And I just didn't want to do that. I don't want to start doing, like, the whole, like, autograph thing, because I don't want to get that completionist mindset that I seem to have with uh, toys and collectibles. Uh, that, and I just, I also don't believe that um, it's necessarily right that they set a almost like a benchmark, like, hey, every actor has to charge at least this much for an autograph, and at least this much for a picture. I don't believe in that. Because, you know, I just don't. Because it's 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 the bigger actors setting the bar for the little actors, so the bigger actors don't lose business by the little actors getting the money because they're charging, like, $10 or $5 or nothing. Yeah, Ika, Ika and Ari were both only charging $5 for pictures and signings on Friday, and then upped it to 20 on Saturday. That would be because of other actors' representatives not happy about that. Yeah. <sighs> and that's why that I couldn't means, get anything signed by Ika. That means, that means you were losing... They were losing business to the actors who were charging cheap, because why should I... I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know for a fact. No one blame this or say this is true, but for an example, why would I go pay... 70 or 60 or 80 dollars to Austin St. John when I can go pay 5 dollars for Eka Darville who is more recent uh, arguably more successful and has been back to the series and you know is just a cool guy like why would I pay an Not extra even... 65 75 dollars for Austin St. John and I have to stand in a line and you know whereas Eka will talk to me I don't even have to pay him he'll talk to me and uh, you know because that's what I so yeah. the only autographs I've ever gotten from Power Ranger actors, honestly, um, 
I did Brad Hawkins because his voice is the voice of sex in my world. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he was the voice of uh, of Trey of Triforia, and so I got his autograph and picture and stuff. And but he had a conversation with me before that, after that, during that. Um, I'll gladly support someone like that who's legitimately excited to be there, and not necessarily there to either promote their non-Power Ranger-related stuff, you know, like soap or mustard or a movie. That mustard like, is sorry. actually pretty freaking good, though. <laughs> You're such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was just for the Plezzy Open, okay? I needed to get my girlfriend something cool, and... How sad wanted... is that, though, that, that you have to... That... That Pay you fifteen these, bucks. That you make these pins and you're making them exclusive and special, and then you're making people go to a Power Ranger actor who's trying to make money, uh, and you have to make it so they can only get the pin if they buy your product. That you're not having any luck getting people to buy. You know what I mean? Like that's how it comes across, and that's the part about Paramorphicon I'm starting to hate is that everything is a cross promotion for something else. Um, you know, hey. You know, these actors are all here. We just happen to put all of them who are all in the same, uh, you know, independent movie that is crowdfunded in the same area together. And all the other ones are just kind of shoved wherever. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jorge? Jorito? Yeah. For, he was uh, all Ninja by Storm. his own lonesome Like, he was, he was literally, like, in the same aisle with vendors as opposed to actors because, you know, that's just how they did the spacing. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's one of that. I like. I'm totally with you on uh, on that. It's. I feel like that's why even if I went to a convention, I wouldn't get autographs. Like, if I met one, that experience would be ten times better than standing in line to get a handshake and say my name, and then they sign it and I walk away. If I walk yep. down, if I walk in the hallway and just you know, just like what Sean said, he was waiting in line, and then Johnny Young Boss shows up. He has a small conversation, and then. Johnny left, and it's like, in my opinion, that experience is better than waiting in line, getting a handshake, and then getting a picture signed and walking away. Because at that yep. point, you're you're not you're not someone like I know it's like obviously it's, they're not going to remember like oh it was a time to remember when I had this conversation with this fan and it was amazing. No, I mean, but if you wait in line for an autograph, you're just another person. They they yep. they're not going to remember your face. They're not going to remember your name. They're not going to remember anything about you. They're going to be like, "What's your name, Jonathan?" Okay, there you go. Have a good one. And then you walk away, and you pay him twenty bucks, which I also agree is ridiculous. I, I feel just, like Michael Hollander is going to recognize me from here on out because we had a half hour long conversation just about Telltale Games because he works with Telltale Games. Yeah, and. I may or may not be reviewing one of his games in the near future for a website I may or may not write for. Of course, everyone on this podcast already knows I write for the Marvel Report. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm eating cake Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. It, the next Telltale game is going to be a Marvel property. He didn't tell me anything more than that. but. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I have awesome. a guess at what it is, but I'm not going to say what it is. I, w I don't even know. So. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> if you don't even know, then I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's probably going to be a Spider-Man game, because they recently got that back. They're going to whore it out to as much as they can. Um, 
but that's just that's just me. But um, I, I or it could be a Agents of Shield, the Telltale game, or that they've been yeah. doing it off of TV shows. Yeah, that's true. Well, not so much Batman and Borderlands yeah, and Minecraft. But... Okay, that one was a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something else to. Well, we made a lot of breakfast at Tiffany's jokes. We did. That was great. The song there was or the a place actual... called Tiffin. I was saying, we the, kept the song or the actual place. restaurant. We had a, a restaurant we, we called kept... Tiffany's. Hey, okay, hey, let's not call it a restaurant. Oh, I'm sorry. Cafe. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like a. It was like a classroom turned into a cafe. <laughs> I was like, hey, would you like some? really authentic, like, almost like redneck American breakfast for breakfast, and then you can have some faux for, for lunch. Like, you're like, what? Yeah. It was like American breakfast place turned into an Asian cuisine in the afternoon. It was crazy. It was delicious. I love it. <laughs> and you could still get a cheeseburger. You could get a cheeseburger and some chicken fried rice. Wow. And like a bag of Lay's, you like it was weird for like for like nine dollars. It was cheap. It was beautiful. Jeez. It was it was the greatest discovery of the convention. And it was uh, never well, that and that and there was uh, a burger place that was like right around the corner from the convention center. That was the tropical island. No, no, that's islands. We don't talk about that place. Um, endless fries, was, endless danger. Basically, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name <laughs> off the top of my head, but Eric, Kyle, and I were there for lunch on our last day. I can't remember the place off the top of my head, but it to was Twitter decent. <laughs> it was decent enough. Um, that can kind of go. I, I thought of another question. Question is, what was your favorite moment that kind of had nothing to do with the convention? Like, something that you guys just, like, did with friends or something. BJ's? Dinner at BJ's? <laughs> nice save. <laughs> well, I... Uh. <laughs> you see, that's the whole reason why I did both of those, because Eric tweeting, Oh yeah, I like BJ's. I just took a... I Did I take a picture of you and just hashtag BJ's? I'm pretty sure yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, and then you you also shortly blamed me for saying that there isn't going to be a Power Morphicon in twenty eighteen because that's what everyone was saying. That's because Scott Zilner was like, "Hey, show's over, get out, bye." Um, yeah, that panel. No, I would say my favorite memory would have to be. Okay, so the first night we're there, we're hanging out in the hotel lobby. So it's Thursday night. And it's me, Eric, Doug, Kevin, uh, Scott, uh, Burgundy, Vince. Uh, like, we're just all hanging out in the hotel lobby. Just, like, not even doing anything, like, standing there talking to each other. And uh, we will just call her the fangirl approaches. Oh, boy. Oh, no. And, des- and decides to start <sighs> having a conversation. And Burgundy's, you know pipes up and they're going, yeah, she's been at every single Power Morph gun, and she's the type of fangirl who's like, oh, 
oh yeah, you know, I've been to this many Eyeshine concerts, and one time Johnny on Bosch said this. Me and Johnny, we're, we're pretty close, actually, I guess you could say. You know, he recognizes me all the time, and I always say, hello, and, and you know, she's one of those types. That's yeah. all about the actors and, like, being friends with the actors. But you couldn't get away. Like, we accidentally positioned ourselves against a wall, so we literally couldn't get away. So I'm trying to remember how exactly it happened, but at some point I bailed at everybody, and, like, <laughs> I think I was like, I'm going to call my girlfriend. I was like, i got to go, i got to make a phone call. And I just walked away. And this is after, like, we'd started tweeting to each other, like, please help, send help, you know, <laughs> do something. <laughs> like, we're tweeting it to each other. Uh. And... And so I tweeted to Doug. Uh, I was like, "You're on your own, dude." And I walked away and got on the phone and called uh, called my girlfriend Rachel. Uh, then when I came back, like maybe ten minutes later, everybody was gone. Everybody. Um, and it turns out the group just divided, and they, we all got back together and ended up going out and doing something. But it was fun because after the group got back together, because I think we ran into the Toku ladies, or at least I ran into the Toku ladies, and I got the boys all come back downstairs. As we're getting ready to leave, she had moved on to another group of people, again, and cornered them against a wall. And we made the decision to go a different direction out of the hotel so we wouldn't have to walk by her in fear that she'd be like, oh, hey guys, where are you going? Oh, I know this cool place, I'll come with. Because be one, one she was one of those people who would just kind of invite herself along and latch on. And then just remind you about Johnny and Bosch and I Shine. And it was, you know, every convention has those people, but... Man, Thursday night show hasn't even started yet. That's way too early for that bullshit. So yeah, yeah. Like, I, it reminds me of when I was standing in line on Friday. You were lucky because you got into the convention center early. I had to, I was in the Red Ranger and everyone else line or whatever, and there was this guy who was dressed up like a weird amalgamation of Geki Chopper and Dom from Jungle Fury. It's just a combination of both. <laughs> And him and some other dude start singing a Power Rangers theme song. Don't remember which one it was. And then someone walked over because they had like a social media account called Power Rangers blah 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 or whatever. And they videotaped him. And I'm standing there waiting to be hit by a lightning bolt. (laughs) One, because the guy dressed as Geki Chopper literally smelled like a rhino. And two... Because I was I just wish, ready to be done. <laughs> I wish you would have just like stared like endlessly into that person's camera from the background, just kind of like. I did. You know, like your mouth ajar just a little bit, kind of like, please, just just end it, end me. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. so I could eventually find that video and just be like, oh, it's Sean. And then do it with like that popular thing where people take a picture of it and like keep zooming in all the time. I would do that. This is the face I was making. For those of you who can't see, (laughs) it's the face of I'm just done with the world and I'm ready. Just take me. Yeah. And he was everywhere. (laughs) Literally, he he's the same guy who asked like who asked the question at the Red Ranger panel to uh, both um, Andrew and. Alex oh, that dude, that douche. Yeah, the same person. Oh. Was that? Was that? I'm the, pretty sure. Was that the who is the better actor or something like that question? No, who is the worst? Season was worst. Right. No, no, he didn't even ask who's, which season was worst. He asked him which one of you is the worst. Not even talking about characters. Straight up to the actors. Jeez. 
And like, then he said something about Operation Overdrive being the worst season in the history of whatever at the Operation Pizza Apocalypse panel because um, the uh, Overdrive Mercury Ranger, his actor had to leave early for unknown reasons. Photo shoot. So he wasn't, probably, he was at the panel. He wasn't at the panel, so it was just Jungle Fury and Operation uh, RPM, not Operation Overdrive. See, like, I, this and, is why I feel like I would be really bad at a convention. Because, like, situ- like, both of these situations, like, that one with that, uh, with the guy who asked that stupid question, and then the one you were in, Chris, with the guy, or with, with the girl constantly fangirling and just won't leave and shut up. Yeah. My, my dad Pretty has sure a she was at every panel, too. My dad has a saying, and I love the saying, because it works so well in so many different <laughs> situations. And the saying is... Sometimes you've got to be the asshole. And in those situations, yeah. I would have been the asshole. Because if I was with you guys and that girl showed up and she just kept talking and talking, I would be like, look, can you please shut the hell up and get away from us? We do not want to listen to you. No, you can't say that in this day and age because then you hate women and that's not okay. Honestly, yeah. I would I wouldn't give a crap what they what she thought about me. <laughs> if I'm telling her to leave. If she thinks I'm an anti-woman, anti-feminist, whatever the hell she wants to think, I don't care. As long as she is out of my head, out of my hair, I don't care. And well, so that's where people just need to learn to be a little bit more because uh, people are there's so many people who are socially inept. Uh, especially, and I, God, there's no way I can say this without coming across like a total douchebag, so I'm just going to say it, uh, but especially in a Power Rangers convention, there's a lot of uh, socially inept and socially awkward people who don't have that social interaction with people on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, whether it's they uh, have a learning disability, which is fine, that happens, there's nothing wrong with that, um, but some people just don't, and they're just offhandedly weird, um, whether you want to call it uh, a severe form of, like, Asperger's or something like that, fine, cool, but people need to learn that when they're socially awkward, especially if they're overly, uh, what's the best word, it's like, overly, uh, exaggerating about stuff, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, this one time on this one episode, I did this, and I saw this, and I thought that was really cool, so I went ahead and did that. And you're like, this has nothing to do with where do you want to go out to eat tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that one time Tommy did this flip and you noticed this. Like, I, I just, did you want chicken yeah. or did you want, like, beef? People need to learn sometimes <laughs> if they're socially awkward that they have to be able to accept when people are ready to disengage. And... It's it's tough because, you know, I, I mean, I think we got lucky, Sean, because I think everybody in our group was perfectly sane and perfectly, like, no issues whatsoever. Um, well, except for maybe me. Well, you and I mean, me, that, probably. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not the most traditionally sane person with quotes around it. I'm weird. I'm like, I'm like a predator. <laughs> I, fi- I find the weakest in the group and I pick on them. And so that's what I did. Or I found the weakest, someone weaker than me. So I found Sean. I just picked on him. Um, but well, I, I'm, I'm you know, glad you I did. I took it back and I fired back at him too. So well, I, I'm glad you did pick on him because, like I said, I I do it virtually now. Then you can do it in person. Eh, I'm used to it. It's also <laughs> I know you guys are not being malicious about it. So you know, oh uh, yes, I can take it in. 
you know. Ooh, I have a question that I can ask for the uh, Power Morphicon recap. Go oh, for it. Go for Sean, it. I'll let you, I'll let you go first, Sean, because I have an answer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what do you feel was the most disappointing part of Power Morphicon? I tried to focus on the positives. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Anything and everything having to do with the movie. Um, oh, so there because... was really nothing then. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, there was nothing except for you, you, the a photo new... booth was sweet. The photo the booth fo- was sweet. Come on, the photo booth was awesome. But is that, is that the one where you got the uh, like the, lightning the bolt poster? Yeah. yeah, I like I said, I made a. I actually posted on Facebook that I knew at least one person who had every color except pink, like. Uh, a friend of mine, Mike Fadham, who is from Ace of Geeks, he went and he got red. Um, I think another friend... Eric got blue, I think, er- maybe? I think Eric got blue. Um, another friend who I met through HJU, her name is Carol, she got yellow. Sean got black. I got uh, yellow, but I'm calling it gold. Okay. Um, And essentially, I knew everybody who had all of the colors except pink. And I'm like, now we just need someone to have pink, and we've got our own Power Rangers team. Well, I think Kyle, in his Deadpool mask, went and got pink. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yes, he did. And what I really wanted to do... That was there. I went and bought bought a small, light-speed yellow figure... And I kept saying that I wanted to go up there and take a picture of just holding the figure up, so it was the figure in the lightning ball and call it AP. But I wasn't <laughs> sure. I wasn't sure if the guys that were running it would let me do that. Like I was gonna be on the ground holding the figure up. Hey, there's a fire truck. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Well, I'm not in the bedroom anymore because the kiddo's sleeping, so I, I got to say good night to him. Um, so I'm in the living room, trying to go around the corner. I can see my girlfriend. Um, Disapprovingly <laughs> going through her phone, deleting all our pictures off of it because she's ready to leave me now. <laughs> now she's looking over at me. <laughs> I, I feel like if she's been with oh you shit, through, she spotted me. <laughs> I, I feel like if she's been with you through all those years of talking Toku, I feel like she wouldn't. She's not going to leave you anytime soon. Oh, she doesn't know what she's gotten herself into. Actually, you know, I don't know. We're legally bonded to each other now. <laughs> She's muting the TV so she can hear me. Oh, no. Oh, God. She's um, nodding. I can see her through the window. Uh-oh. She's getting up. Uh-oh. She's coming over. The- oh, wait. Run! Uh, oh, Run she's, she's flashing me, actually. She just I just got flashed. <laughs> not the reaction well, I was now expecting. Now she's going to me. Okay. My note okay. got really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. This not the reaction got really I was expecting. Like should should we oh, end this again. podcast now so you you guys can have some alone time now that the kids asleep? I mean, well, I could turn the <laughs> webcam on, but I'm sure that'll <laughs> stop things. Real- no, no, leave Red Ranger alone. <laughs> no, he doesn't go there. No, <laughs> our son's mouth has been on that. <laughs> I'll let Ella, everybody listening, try to figure out. What whether whether that was you or the Red Ranger I was talking about? Oh my god! Wow, gee. <laughs> Technically speaking, oh. depending on the age, it really could be either one. 
Oh boy. See, what sucks is I have, like, sound-canceling headphones on, so I can't hear what she says or does. I can only I, see. So yeah. she said something just now. I heard her laughing. Smiling, like, but that was it. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, would, I would say my disappoint, my most disappointing thing about the convention uh, was probably actually most of the convention itself, believe it or not. Yeah, but I I kind of ignored that fact. <laughs> well, uh, so, I mean, and like the people made it fun, that's for sure, and the panels, um, the ones that did go as scheduled without people not being there or not running late or not even starting or being scheduled at the last second or being removed without telling anybody, like the Time Force oh, panel you mean that like... got rescheduled, that nobody told the Time Force cast, so they all showed up for their panel, but it wasn't being there anymore, it was somewhere else. Um Wow. That or, you know, the Boom Studios MMPR comic panel getting cancelled? Yeah, the Boom Studios co- uh, panel being completely cancelled. Chiplin's panel being completely cancelled. Panels changing at the last second. People that are supposed to host panels not showing up. Um, you know, obviously, you know, certain people uh, uh, apparently are above doing certain panels so they don't go. Um, but that was uh, incredibly frustrating. As somebody who bought the Platinum Badge simply to try to skip lines and just, you know, be able to have a seat guaranteed up front where I don't have to do anything, the fact that the only difference I had compared to a Gold Ranger was I spent more money and got more pins, otherwise I was just a Gold Ranger for everything, that part was incredibly frustrating and infuriating. Didn't you also get, like, an Um, extra shirt? Oh yeah, I got an extra shirt and extra hoodie. That's about it. (laughs) Which you can also buy in, you know, post-show. Uh, or actually at the show for the same price. So that part was frustrating. Um, you know, the fact that every panel... I mean, people like going to panels, I get it, but it's kind of like any other like voice actor panel or any other panel that has to do with anything. Once you've seen one of them, once you've seen one Six Ranger panel, you've seen all the Six Ranger panels. Once you've yeah. seen one MMPR panel, you've seen all the MMPR panels. And when panels now start with, Hi guys, welcome to the blank panel. Please line up to ask your questions. That's not a panel, that's a Q&A. No. Yeah. And, and that's what, all they are anymore. And I was really hoping at some point, especially since you have so many voice actors go into these shows now, uh, like Kerrigan Mahan and the guy that did Frax. Um, I mean, shoot, the girl that did Circuit for, uh, for Time Force, who was also like a, a, a set designer, set locate, location designer, whatever, um, you know, she was there. You have all this capability, all this ability to do like a script reading, right? How much fun would a script reading be? Oh, that would be amazing. Like someone, you have writers for the show there. You have the actors and the voice actors from the show. Why not have them write a quick 10-minute script for fun and have them act it out in their panel and then do questions? Like, that would be fun. But we don't get that. Why don't we get that? I don't know. Is that because of the actors? Is that because of Saban? Is that because nobody thinks about it? Nobody wants to do it because, uh, you know, we can't be bothered? I don't know. But that part's disappointing. Um, The fact that the closing ceremonies were a joke... Um, that's incredibly disappointing. I mean, talk about a way to for people that are really invested into it to, to number one show up late to your own panel, uh, and then number two uh, just be like, well, uh, maybe we'll do it again, maybe we won't. Um, thanks for coming, but now please leave. Bye. And that's yeah. the panel. Like, you know, at least uh, you know I always give a lot of crap to like the Botcon show, right? Um, back when that was still in existence. Uh, I gave them a lot of crap because I didn't necessarily agree with their politics that they do or anything like that, but at least on their closing ceremonies, like, they actually 
made it a point to make it fun and make it you know interactive and and they reveal stuff like hey guys our next show is going to be here or the winner of our contest is this person do something like that you know it kind of felt like the only thing that really mattered at this show was making sure the actors got their autograph and photo op panels taken care of so essentially just the money well yeah, yeah, it was all about making... I mean, that's literally what it felt like from an outsider looking in, is that the only thing they really cared about was making sure that, you know, Austin St. John and, and all the other actors were at their photo ops on time and got every single photo op done, even if it ran late, for their panel. Make sure you get every single photo op done, because those are, you know, $80, $90. Yeah. Get those done. Cool. Okay. Now you can go to that panel 25 minutes late. Yeah. You know, and, and, and or just not go at all. Like if if I can say anything about uh, the panels, I think the reason why they are more Q and A's than panels, quote unquote, is because I'm not dissing any of the actors or anything like that. There's nothing special. Oh, and I'm not. Speci- I'm not trying a- to do that either. Well, there, there's nothing special, if that's the word I can use, about them. Like I. I am a fan of Critical Role, which is coming on soon. I don't mind missing a little bit of it. It's fine. Um, it's it's a D&D show on Geek and Sundry's Twitch thing. But it's also filled with voice actors who are part of this. So whenever they go to a convention to have panels, it's it tends to be a mixture of D&D stuff alongside of their voice actor stuff. So when they start... They describe who they are, they tell them what they do, and they talk about a little bit of the business that they work in. And that takes maybe 15 to 20 minutes, and then they'll start doing the Q&A. Whereas with Power Rangers, what are you going to talk about? We're actors, we act. That's what we do. Great. Questions. You know, and it's just, I unless, unless it's a specialty thing, like, oh hey, we're going to have a designer's uh, designer's panel where you're going to have everybody who had part of suit making uh, you know set designing all that other type of stuff then you'd have a little bit to talk about beforehand because you could talk about day by day this is what we did and all of that stuff and then you could go into the questions portion but when it's just the actors especially like like you said you've been to this is your second Morphicon and there's people that have gone every year to every Morphicon and there's only so many questions you can ask unless you start getting into the weird questions like, do you put pineapple on your pizza? Because at that point, you're not really, <laughs> you're not talking about Power Rangers or their acting abilities anymore. You're just at, at making which up point pineapple questions. clown gets all excited. Yeah. So I mean, the poor it, actor it's, for pineapple clowns like someone said pineapple. What? <laughs> oh. It's just. That, that, that's my whole thing, is that they go right into Q&As because there's really nothing you can do ahead of time. They can recap well, you on what their life has been like since the last Morphicon, but that's that's about it. Well, some of the things some of the things they did right, I mean, on some of the bigger panels, they added a moderator, like an actual moderator, which I liked. And the moderator actually would take the time to, you know, because let's face it, I, I, was, I was watching the... Zeo Turbo in space panel or something or Zeo Zeo to Turbo to Galaxy I don't remember what it was but I was watching that panel and not everyone was getting questions asked 
and the moderator would step in in between questions and ask a question to one of the people on the panel who wasn't getting questions asked. I thought that was a great touch to keep the panels interesting going on, stuff like that. But the things that that bugged me, uh, going away from panels now, so it's kind of like, okay, sometimes it feels like the inmates run the asylum, and that's kind of the vibe I got. So I signed up for the Platinum Ranger experience, right? That means I had a VIP party, right? I got a VIP party. A VIP. Not everyone can get in this. I, have to, I, got, I got a bracelet. I got a bracelet and only people with bracelets can get in. It was a bracelet cut in half so I could give half of it away to my soulmate or to a guest. Whatever. It was literally a VIP bracelet and they literally cut it in half. I'm not even kidding you. Um, but, you know, you're supposed to go in and you're going to hang out with Power Ranger actors and you're going to have a good time and it's going to be great and it's, you know, a very exclusive club and it's at the hotel. Yeah. So I didn't go. Because I just had this feeling that, no, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be like the last time I went where you'll have one or two actors kind of straight off on their own, but everybody else is in a clique because they bring their clique, their posse with them, and they just sit at the bar and drink. And sometimes yeah. a fan might be able to be like, hi, how are you? Oh, yeah. Not interested in doing that. So, or you'll have an people... actor pinned up against the wall being bombarded with questions by... Fan like I did people. to Brad, like I did to Brad Hawkins last Power Morphicon, exactly. And you didn't do that to him in the so, bathroom when you shared no, a bathroom I just with him. To, I did go to the bathroom with him on accident. Like I went in there to to pee and wash my hands, and uh, I heard a noise and someone go into a stall, and I was like, "Cool!" And I walked out, and, and the child was like, "Dude, Brad Hawkins is in the bathroom with you." And I was like, "No." <laughs> oh no, sorry, it wasn't you, Sean, it was Kevin. Kevin was like, dude, Brad Hawkins in the bathroom with you. I was like, really? Cool. He must be taking a poop. But <laughs> No, that was me. That was me. I'm like, dude, that was Brad you. Hawkins just walked in there. And you were just like, huh. Neat. Well, it's not like I'm going to go back in. <laughs> no, that's kind of awkward. Like it's not like he's going to be sitting on the toilet. I was watching like, your phone. Ah! But gold power I mean, it, or something like that, just randomly. Exactly, but like at the platinum VIP thing, so you know you would expect like some big name guests to show up, right? It's the platinum VIP, right? That's 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 the people that paid money, right? You had uh, let's see, the Wild Force Black Ranger. Um, you had uh, I think that suit actor for Babu. You had oh, Bulk and Skull showed up for a little bit. Um, Kevin Duhaney and um, Jeffrey Peraza were there. Uh, and that was it. Jeez. Oh, I'm Mike. sorry. Um, Nakia Breeze and Catherine Southern tried to show up at like midnight after it already ended. Um, but yeah, no, that, 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 that was it. That, that was your Platinum VIP experience. And Mike. to me, that's like... So where, 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 does, where does the organizer of the convention step in and be like, hey, you know what, these are people that are paying extra for that VIP experience. How about they start feeling like a VIP and not just some sucker who got taken for their money? Because in my mind, that's exactly what it feels like. Oh, yeah, definitely. I um, mean, you know, Jack Guzman's a great guy. I had a conversation with him, Wild Force Black. Oh, he's, he's a genuine guy. But let's face it, you people know? don't go to Power Morphicon to meet Jack Guzman. I did. <laughs> most most ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people. He is one of those people that oh Jack Guzman's here. I haven't met him yet. I'll go meet him. But people go for your 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 in space and prior seasons. That's what they go for. Yeah. That's I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to meet a lot of the past 
in space people. Like, I'd love to meet the entire cast of Time Force, but I understand what you mean by everybody. Everybody wants the Saban era people. Or the well, yeah, and, uh, and, and Time Force. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the actors. I'm not necessarily trying to knock the convention itself. But my question is, if you're going to advertise a VIP package and you're going to charge more for a VIP package, shouldn't you actually give a VIP experience and not just, you know, hey, here's a party you get to go to, enjoy the extra hoodie and the extra shirt and all your yeah. pins? Because that's yeah, all it really much. felt like. And, and you know, I, I, I'm i curious, like I said, how much of it is the inmates from the asylum? How much is the actors saying, I'm not going to that? I'm not going to that. You know, and because if, if I'm promoting a VIP experience, I'm going to charge $400 for a freaking ticket for a VIP experience. I'm going to make sure someone gets $400. You know, oh, you got your free photo op ticket and your free autograph ticket? Well, guess what? Not all guests are accepting them. It's like, what, really? That That's kind of stupid, so... Because that's what they advertise. Like, oh, you're platinum. You'll get two photo op tickets and two autograph tickets. You can use them on anybody. And then the week of the show, they're like, just kidding. Not all guests are, are accepting these tickets. And then they have to write on the photo op board, not accepting tickets. So it's like, okay, so... That's the bad taste that gets left in your mouth. It's like, okay, so um, I was given a photo op ticket, but now the photo op ticket's not any good. I have to go actually pay... $80 or $60 or $100 to get this photo op, even though I have two free tickets for buying my VIP pass. I, I feel like more and more it's getting to the point where if I did go to a Morphicon, I would I probably I would buy the cheapest ticket I could to just get in for the weekend. And Depressed. then if... So you'd Get what I got then. Yeah, if, I got the if, Red Ranger. If I somehow press, made no, it, do press. I mean, we're talking like the Saban Brands panel, right? We lined up for that thing. I was like second in line, and people that walked in because they got a press badge got the front row seats. Yeah, you want to know how easy it is to get a press badge at Morphicon? Just say You'll you talked about Power Rangers one time on a podcast, and that's it. That that's really the only requirement. And and if, and the funny thing is that like I was I was watching Twitter as the uh, I think it was the Dino Charge panel was about to begin and Eric posted saying something like I got into the panel and now I have to decide do I want to sit in the press or the gold area and apparently the gold area was better than the press area so we sat there instead. So it, it's there just there wasn't there wasn't any area though it was just kind of like okay press you come up and you take the left or the right because the middle's reserved. And the middle was reserved, apparently, for, like, convention helpers and stuff like that, but also became reserved for um, the convention favorites, like Raz. Raz got to sit in the middle up front. Hmm. I because, don't know. I guess Realm put him there. I mean, if that's if that's the case, if I ever get the money, me and Sean can always be like, hey, can we get a press pass? We got a podcast. And I'm, that's not trying to knock anybody, but it's kind of like, you know... I don't know, it just, it, it, as part of a, as a fan and as someone who does, uh, you know, this for kind of a, a small business, so to speak, it's frustrating because, you know, if you're going to pay money for a VIP pass, you should feel like a VIP to a show. You should. You should yeah. get that extra, you should get that extra feeling like, hey, oh, wait, you're platinum? I'm sorry, you go to the front of the line. Not platinum, you and gold hang out over here and, because, I'm sorry, What? No offense to uh, the Gold Rangers, but it's kind of like, hey, if I pay for Platinum, I should get my own line. Because the Power Morphicon prior, we had actual reserved seating. We had seats with numbers on them. 
Yeah. And that was our seat. That was our seat, and we get to kick anybody out of that seat. Hey, I'm, I'm platinum. Here's my number. That's where it is. I, I, time, fe- nope. I, f- I feel like the only way things are going to change is if you get the strong majority of the people that buy those higher class uh, tickets actually boycott. No, I mean not boy- boycott, but buy the smaller, buy like the Red Ranger tickets. Buy the, no, we all the, just buy Yellow Ranger tickets. We buy just the Sunday only ticket. There you go. <laughs> Twenty five bucks. Friday. There you go. And then you can just do it that way. And if they talk about how they low, you know, they didn't get as much money, and just be like, you didn't get as much money because we didn't feel like dealing with your bullshit. And then hopefully they'll take that as a sign and go, okay, we'll we'll change things. And then I don't know. Why don't you get a poll? Ask the people that went. Say, oh, tell us what you liked and tell us what you didn't like. We'll take that under advisement and we'll make some changes. Because at the end of the day, the convention is for the fans. It's for everybody that goes there. And if you're putting more priority on the money aspect of things, you're, you're bound to fail. And it's going to fail eventually. Unless things change. Well, I mean, a, a good case of points. Look at a uh, look at Botcon, right? So Botcon um, was run by Brian Savage, who uh, a lot of people felt ran it for profit. Which I believe he came out and said, "Yeah, I run it for profit." Um, but more and more fans grew more and more dislike for the show and how it was being run um, to a point where Hasbro eventually, just this last year, was like, "All right, cool." Well. That was a good convention. Uh, the license is ours now. We're taking it back. No more botcons. Goodbye. You know, Hasbro basically said we're gonna we're gonna run our own show from here on out. Um, but you know, then people bring up the questions of stability. How stable is Power Morphicon? Why last second is Toys R Us a sponsor? You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what what happened here that Toys R Us is now considered a sponsor of Power Morphicon? Like that was never I didn't, the case I didn't know before. Yeah, Though it did lead to Jeffrey the giraffe being chased by a T Rex, and that was that awesome. Is, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but I mean, that T Rex was also guess, at the Eyeshine concert. <laughs> the at the end of the day, my my only concern is, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've seen a lot of conventions run, uh, and this is not saying the convention was run poorly or anything. I just I don't know what happened, how much of it was a lack of organization, or how much of it was a lack of you know, the guests were told oh hey, well if you can show up at this time that'd be great, but if you can't, it's okay and the guests just being like oh well I don't have to show up if I don't want to, eh, I'll just do what I want, and then yeah. causing all this chaos to happen afterwards and I get that, I can't even begin to understand what it's like to try to run a show of this magnitude, I'm not going to try I can't say I'll run it better, because I probably would run it into the ground um, I probably have no guests at my show because I'd be like, fuck you, you're doing this. I don't care what you say. I don't care, you're a fucking Red Ranger in what season? Yeah, fuck you, that season sucked. Get in your goddamn panel. Like, that's that's my problem. Um, so I, I don't mean any disrespect or anything. I just, for a platinum badge, there should be more feeling as a VIP and not as uh, an overpaid Gold Ranger pass, which is pretty much all it kind of felt like. Yeah. I, I feel like that's definitely something they need to do, and I, f- I feel like there needs to be a conversation, and there needs to be nothing held back. I'm not saying to fully, like, 
say the people in charge are assholes and they're ruining it and they shouldn't be in charge and blah blah blah. It's the point of there needs to be a conversation between con goers and the convention creators, like the higher ups in it, to determine what needs to be changed. And if they don't try and take that, uh, not perspective, if they don't try to take that angle it kind of proves the point that they're not trying to make the convention better. They're trying to keep it stable enough for it to actually continue. And I, well, I feel like it's, apparently there's there's uh, there's word on the street that they're actually trying to expand Power Morphicon. Oh boy! I don't know. Didn't they try to do that? How, like they tried to do like an East Coast one and it just like failed or something. I'm pretty sure that's what Ranger Stop became. Although, curious minds want to know, um, there was no cross promotion this year between Ranger Stop and Power Morphicon like there was two years ago, and Ranger Stop wasn't even at the show this year. Hmm. Yeah, they they were at San Diego. I saw them at San Diego, but I didn't see them. Yeah. Heat at Morphicon. Now that you mention it, yeah, they they did not go to Power Morphicon, and and last time they had one of the biggest tables there. I mean, they had a giant table. This time there was only like what eight dealers there total, something crazy like that. Yeah, you, you had eight you had eight merchandise dealers, and you had someone selling like jewelry and someone selling, um, you know, art, lots of art. art, artwork that had nothing to do with Power Rangers. <laughs> Um, Sounds about right. <laughs> I was going to say something. Um, isn't... Doesn't JDF go to Ranger Stop? Uh, not since Austin St. John started going. No, no, no. Wizarding, Wizard World. Wizard World is the one he goes to. Okay. It's all JDF. Yeah, all I was going to say, because if JDF goes to Ranger Stop, that might be one of the big reasons why they don't go to Morphicon. Because... You know, JDF would probably put it down in his contract that says you can't have anything to do with anything that has to do with Austin St. John, just because he's Jason David Frank. Um, we just but, next time we just have them both as secret guests, but have nobody <laughs> know who they are, and just have both of them next to each other, but have them arrive at the same time and, and see what happens. Well, there there is a very big rumor out there, because remember how Realm was promoting a secret guest? There is yeah. there's a big rumor to a point where there there's people who are, are like willing to lay down their lives on what they saw. There's a big rumor that JDF was supposed to be the big secret guest for Saturday. And there's people that claim they he was on their plane with them to to, you know, LAX. <clears throat> and there's someone who said that uh that they were they actually saw him in his hotel. But that he canceled last second. But then there also was a rumor that Amy Joe was going, and she backed out, and that's why JDF backed out. I think the only reason why people were, I think the, to rationalize JDF being on the plane, he might have been flying out to LAX for another bat in the sun shoot. Well, they're saying that he was also flying to see his mother, who uh, unfortunately is, uh, has a form of cancer that she's battling. So there was that, that too. That's probably the real reason. But at the same time, it's like, did, 
do we really believe that this big guest that was hyped up that was supposed to be so huge was Michael Michael Mike Chat like really? I mean, I think no. it's kind of big because it was his first. Wasn't it his first convention, or was it first? Was it his first Morphicon? It was his first Morphicon. Okay, well, that's kind of a big deal. I don't think I. I, I kind of agree that I don't think it was enough to really like. It was also ste- Ika Darville's first Morphicon. Yeah, that's true. But, and, well, see, and I that's mean, my point is I they hyped up like somebody really big was coming, and then I think last second whoever it was bailed. Yeah, it's possible because so, I mean you would you would you would promote Mike Chat much different because that would have been a complete light speed rescue team for the first time, but yeah. it didn't happen that way because Sean Johnson had to leave before Mike Chat got there on Sunday. Yeah, and they they might. I'd like to know if he was even going to begin with, because he's based in L.A. So if I don't, someone... I don't believe he was because they didn't set up a single thing for him. He literally stood at, I think it was either, I think it was Sean Johnson's booth. Like yeah, Sean it Johnson's was Sean's was, booth. His banner was still there, and he was just doing autographs. Yeah, so it was probably like whoever was the big guest, like, bailed. like you said, like bailed, and then someone was like, "We need someone, we need someone," and then one of the one of the lightspeed guys probably got us like. It's like, hey, Mike, can you come up for like one night or one day and just sign some? He was only supposed to be stuff? there for like a couple hours. Yeah, but he that's, stayed. He was, the, he was there than for he was two hours. hours. Yeah, so that that's probably what happened. Is that someone called Mike and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come up for a few hours, and then like you said, he just stayed long. He just stayed longer. So that's probably what happened, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, rumor had it that it could have also been one of the other RPM cast members because both Ziggy and Dylan's actors are based in LA now. Heck, even well, since Ziggy, since both Ziggy and Doctor K are married in real life, they also she's also based in LA. So those two were there. Yeah, and the or, only other the only other RP member RPM member that there is and is Rose MacGyver, and she won't show up because she's in Vancouver shooting for. Uh, I zombie. So, but there was something funny. There was the San Diego Comic Con exclusive Live More uh, pop vinyl on Ika Darville's table. So it's like, oh, oh she's great. here in spirit. Yeah, that's she's cool. here in spirit. That's cool. <laughs> and we had a good laugh about that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about. Sorry, I kind of like ruined everything with like a, a sad and angry <laughs> note. No, don't no, don't good at. Though don't there worry. was another funny note because there was the official Power Morphicon app. If you went and looked at some of the guests, <laughs> some of the pictures were messed up. One in particular, Gabrielle Fitzpatrick, who was Dulcia, I believe, in the Mighty Morphin movie, was her picture was of just some random old dude. <laughs> Amazing, like. I, I don't know, like yeah. what happened. <laughs> should should we end our Power Morphicon discussion with just sharing fun memories of the show itself, like funny memories, funny moments uh, of Power yeah, Rangers sure. or Morphicon? Just Morphicon. Of Morphicon. Well, yeah, there was also Allison McGinnis trying to take a picture of herself um, with the Lightspeed Rescue slash Lost Galaxy team up, and then the Bandai guy accidentally eject the disc, and then it fell on the floor, and they spent almost 20 minutes, and she was just standing there, 
batting her eyes at the Bandai guy. Um, I, I I know there was um, I don't remember who was doing it. Someone was like essentially telling a story with pictures of the Time Force panel and how Dan Southworth kept trying to take a selfie with the entire cast and was climbing on a speaker. Sounds like him, yeah. Yeah. And like at one point you actually could tell he fell off and they took a picture of him like half falling off because he was like he was like s- sitting with his legs straight out on the speaker but like he was really off to the left side and like half of his torso was diagonal and you could tell he was it looked like he was actually falling off and then like 5 minutes later some the same person posted a picture of him trying to climb back onto the speaker and I, I just, being there, being there during that was probably just hilarity on top of hilarity. I think my favorite moment, personally, as a, on a personal note, um, I, I consider Greg from Bandai uh, a good friend of mine. Um, I, I talk to the guy a lot, not just about nerd crap, but like real life stuff too. Um, uh, him and I got to go to lunch on Sunday, so that was a fun uh, two-hour adventure. Uh, going out to lunch and uh, and discussing the industry and uh, life, and you know what companies got right, what companies got wrong, um, and and being able to share my my own like you know, hey, I thought this was going to be this, and this was going to be this. What happened with that? Kind of some off-the-record conversations that either proved or disproved me right or wrong and, and aspects that I'll never be able to talk about, which kind of makes me sad, but um, that was a personal, like, yay moment for me. Because um, that was a lot of fun. It's understandable. I mean, I, to, to me, that's what conventions are for. You get to meet the actors, but like you said earlier, it's it's about meeting the friends. It's about, you know, like, you know, I've talked with many Toku friends, and for years, and I've never met any of them. So, in order, you know, if I got the chance to go to a convention and actually spend time, shoot the shit, have a couple drinks, you know, talk about life, and just have a grand old time, to me, that's the convention. You're coming together for the convention itself, but it's more of a reason to come together, rather than just, hey, I got a week off, how about I fly over and we can spend a weekend together? Which And then it, that's maybe the two of you, unless there's like another friend in California or wherever that comes along as well. This, like you said, you had a posse of like 20 people. And yeah, that's... It was, uh, that's it a, was a... That was a party It was past the posse. It was more like a small army. Like, <laughs> All of you we guys... We took like, up this is how larger, many tables? At, this then, is like a larger than an ISIS takeover group. Like, that's how big our group was. We had three long tables squished together, and then one of the booths as well. And that was the entirety of our group. We broke the credit card system. No, it broke as soon as we walked inside. That's, that's it was just amazing. like, fuck this, we're it, done. <laughs> it knew, it knew. It was like, nope. Though, when he started, he asked, um, our waiter asked one of his co-workers, hey, what's the price of this? And he's like, I don't know. Swipes opens the system. Oh yeah, it's this much. <laughs> and he just looks over at him like, you motherfucker. 
You could have just told me that the system was back online. (laughs) I think he did call him a fucker, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Yeah. You you couldn't tell me the system was back online. He's like, you fucker. It's one of the highlights (laughs) of that final day. Uh, Why do Marvel Legends figures look so bad? (laughs) (laughs) I actually can't answer that question. Like, I'm looking at the Phoenix that just came out. I'm like, she looks horrible. Like because I looks bad. Because as a person who writes about Marvel merchandise, I'm just going to recommend that you just get the Lego sets. Like even the That's paint all. looks sloppy. Like just get the Lego be, sets. Like super That's excited all. about these Power Ranger legacy figures. They look better than anything Marvel's Legends has put out. They need to start doing like X Men figure arts. That's what I'm saying right now. Sorry, throwing that out there. <laughs> It's okay. Can you imagine an, an SH figure arts like classic Wolverine? Think about it. Just think about it. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. That'd be pretty. And with That'd that, I am lost in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, Sorry, I, I just, I'm, I'm looking at a, a blog of, of toy pictures and someone was reviewing one of the Marvel Legends figures. I'm like, why are people like paying $80 for these things? They look like crap. Wait, I have to I mean, be I, sure that's not. To my be fair, website. I've said that about Power Rangers figures for the past how many years now? So, well, they no, they have. It wasn't until Dino Charge they actually started looking decent. Um, yeah, and you know, the, doing villains and stuff, and and in reality, like if you look at the sculpting on some of those villain figures, I mean, we're talking like top notch sculpting. It's just you know they blow the money on the sculpting, so there's no money left for paint. But I mean, they look great. Yes, my article about motorcycles only got five views so far. I mean, I, I've said I've said it for years that I I don't like the Power Rangers figures because it's like you watch the television show and they're all about like toned people who are martial artists and the spandex is tight. There's no big bulking muscles or anything like that. And then you look at the <laughs> figures and it's like. Oh, who is your model for that? Oh, I think it was John Cena. It's like, really? <laughs> they have a 16-pack, <laughs> shoulders broader Yeah, that's than... what I'm talking about. Like, what? Power Rangers are not weightlifters. They are not, comp- they are not competitors in the strongman <laughs> competition. They are martial artists with swimmers' bodies. And Marvel me... teams up with Harley Davidson to make 27 hero-inspired motorcycles. Click. Hey, that's me. <laughs> that's my thing. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, I was going to say Dan Southworth was having his own business card held up by one of those figures with the super broad shoulders, and I'm just like, that doesn't look like you, Dan. He's like, I know. That's why it's funny. <laughs> And then I made a joke then, like, that's what you call self-promotion, and he just rolled his eyes at me, and I laughed. (laughs) And then Uh, I had a half-hour conversation with Neil Kaplan afterwards. I don't know who that is. The voice of Zarkon. In the new uh, Voltron series. Oh, Voltron. Okay. Gotcha. Alright. Yeah. He also Um, voiced some Power Ranger villains and some Digimon. and. You know who I'm waiting... 
I'm guessing at the next Morphicon. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna bring that. That's gonna. I'm gonna make that the last question of of the of the podcast. What are you looking forward to to the for the next Power Morphicon? Either one of you can go. Uh, like, is there is there something that maybe was at this convention that you can't wait until the next one, or was there something not at this convention that you're hoping will be at the next one? I would like to have actual art that was named correctly instead of a picture of Carnival Dino Charge or whatever labeled as Dino Thunder. Dino Charge, Supercharge Red Ranger, and the picture was called Dino Thunder. I would like to see at the next Power Morphicon... That's going to be the 25th anniversary. I want to see an actual celebration. I want to see some effort put into the show to be more than just, um, hey, come line up, meet your favorite uh, actors, and go home. I want to see Bandai and Saban and Lionsgate and Boom Studios and, you know, and Scott Zillner. I want to see all of them come together as a brain trust and put together, like, the, the best freaking fan convention that you could hope for. Uh, an experience that people never forget. I mean, imagine if they could pull off something like the the Toei Museum, right? And they just rent out a ballroom, and it's nothing but Power Ranger suits on mannequins. Like yeah. that would be cool. I'd be down with that. I would. I mean, people can take pictures with them. It'd be awesome. That would be cool. I'd love to see monster suits on display because you know, yet yeah, they have them. You know, they do. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we know they have the Dino Charge Megazord suit that was at uh, San Diego last year. Um, well, it was walking around the convention fair. floor this time. No, that, that's not the actual Megazord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, that was just funny because it stopped right in front of Scorpina's booth and then just blocked Scorpina's booth for better part of a half hour. And wow. then the Dino so Charge just... suits rolled on through and then blocked her booth as well. Yeah. I just, I really want to see... Uh, an actual like what feels like a celebration of an anniversary. Yeah, and I I will add on to that if if somehow I get the money and I can go. Um, there's one thing I want. I don't think it will happen, but I want it more than probably anything they could possibly think about doing at a convention, and that's a concert. Like. I've, there was an iShine concert. Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch is good, but I'm going to say it, and I have no regrets in saying it. Fuck iShine. I'm just saying it. Um, what I want <laughs> is I want them to contact Ron, Ron Wasserman. I want them to contact everybody who had something to do with music and Power Rangers, and I want them to do a concert because I have watched. I can't tell you how many times the Cho Ausai. Uh, videos of the 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 Sentai and Common Rider concerts, and in the latest one, they did the ending to Ninja. And I, Sean knows it. I've said it many times. I hate Ninja. By far one of the worst Sentai seasons ever. The ending theme is a good song, and I like it. And they had. So many people on stage dancing to it, and 
it was a party. Like, you could tell. Like, they had people in suits dance to the first part, and then when the second part of the song showed up, the actors came out on stage and danced with them. And then they all came down to the front of the stage, and they all danced for the last part. And you could just tell everybody's smiling, having a just grand old freaking time, just singing and dancing to the music. And that is something Power Rangers doesn't have. They don't have that collection of music. They don't have the big people doing music for the shows. And it irritates me. And it's something they've lacked for years. And they need to start doing it. Because it just makes more money. You can make CDs and soundtracks and all this other type of stuff. And sell them. That's more money. And it... I feel like if they have a concert and they sell tickets, you'll get even more money for the convention. And it just prints money. Making music just prints money for them, Saban, Bandai, anybody. And not taking that opportunity to do it is one of the bad things I see in Saban and just the whole Power Rangers fandom as a whole. I would be totally down for that, though. If they're going to start celebrating Super Sentai, because, you know, they keep bringing more and more Sentai actors over, why not try to get the cast of the show that just ended? That, too. Get the Ninja, get the Ninja cast out here. You're doing Ninja yeah. Steel Reveal? Have the Ninja cast with them. Yeah. Then you, you can know, get a double, then, yeah, photo, then, a, a double uh, yeah. photo shot with them. Yeah. Photo exactly. shot? There you go. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do that, let's do it right, you know? I mean, and I mean we all love Utah the, and Reiko and stuff, but they can't be the only Sentai guests every year. Yeah. And, I mean, think of think of it this way. Think of the, the amount of people that would be in that room, and, like, maybe as the, the panel is ending, you have the Ninja Steel cast on one side of the stage, the Ninja cast on the other side of the stage. They do their, ro- they do their individual roll calls... And then, you know, you could have it, like, paired up, so it'd be like, they all kind of, like, do their main one, like, they're all individual, and then Ninja Steel does their individual, and then you can have, like, kind of time it towards the end, so they say, like, Ninja and Ninja Steel at the same time, and then just, like, play music or something in the background when it happens. Can you imagine the energy that would be in that room during that roll call session? I think if we added explosions to it, it'd blow up the entire convention center. Well, I was going to say, if there was explosions, <laughs> you could maybe have like a video screen behind them with some like fake explosions or something like that going off, just for added effect. But, you know, that's... Yeah, the, that, that, was, that was the joke. Was, uh, See, like, and, the only way and the funny part is, you're, you're saying all this, and the only thing people are ever going to take away from it is next year, or the next Power Morphicon, all you're going to get is random explosions on that video screen in the background. That's it. <laughs> Just be like, and so and so is is you know uh, Animal Force Red, and then just like a little explosion on the video screen. Yeah, and then you'll sit there and yep. be like, "That was my idea. They took that from me, <laughs> and they yep. bastardized it." Yep. <laughs> I I, I totally I totally agree with you though. Like if especially if like if they're going to continue to put out seasons, like if Shop Factory is going to continue putting out seasons of Sentai. They should at least get one person from that Sentai to be there at the convention. Because it will help, like, it'll, I don't know, it'll help, like, kind of usher it into 
the Power Morphagon family and into like the the American Toku side of the family. I don't know. That's yep. just that's what I think. Um, I feel like there's a lot they could do for the convention, and they just don't do it. Whether it's money, which it shouldn't be money, like you said, they make so much because they freaking they make you pay so much for those things, um, or it's just Saban. Not well, no, Saban's really not in charge of it. What am I saying? Although Saban, I'm sure, has some sort of hold on it somehow. Um, well, I know the whole reason they don't do an After Dark panel is because Saban said no. Wow. I know that one for a fact. God, there's so much wrong with that. Like, the, they're allowed to do an After Dark panel, just not at the convention center and not under the Power Morphicon banner. Exactly. That's that's exactly what they said. Yes. And it's all because of the money. Because if they went I don't against think it's it, the money. Probably... Saban no. is very, 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 very protective over Power Rangers, and it's a children's show. It shouldn't be talking about this sort of thing. Blah 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 blah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Though, how many of the actors said any sort of swear words during any of their panels, except the Dino Charge cast, because they're still under contract? All of them, I, and honestly, All I don't think them. I. I honestly don't think any of the Dino Charge cast would be caught swearing anyway, except like for the, Michael Tabor. Like I, the the past two casts for Megaforce and Dino Charge, they seem really, really like PC type of people, and I don't mean like in front of cameras or around other people. I mean just overall in their lifestyle. They all tend to be very, like, I don't swear because swear words are bad. And it's like... Scripted. You know, I mean, it, it could be that. It could very <laughs> well be that. It's just more... No, it, and it, I don't, it, like, literally, it literally is scripted. Oh. I, I say that because I know when I was at San Diego two years ago, um, when the Dino Charge cast was made available for people to talk to, um, and I didn't talk to them because I was talking to Chip Lynn for like 20 minutes. And in between interviews and stuff that they do with people, they'd be getting coached on how to sit upright. And you're chewing gum, spit that out. Um, you know, make sure we don't talk about this. Hey, you know what? You, you kind of got off topic there. Let's not talk about this. Remember that you need to be this and you need to be saying things like this. You know, like at the Dino Charge panel when Camille, people were like, oh, were you a Power Ranger fan? Oh, yeah, I loved the Pink Ranger when I was a kid. I dressed up as the Pink Ranger. Okay, which one? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but a lot of this stuff is scripted. A lot of it is scripted. Yeah, and that's another reason why I wouldn't want to go to a panel like that. Like, going to the Dino Charge panel was probably really fun for you guys, especially with the Ninja Steel reveal. That probably made it even better, but I just I wouldn't be able to because, like you said, it's so much scriptedness. You can't. They can't be themselves. They have to answer per what the representatives tell them they can say because of the contract. And it's like, I don't want to know what like you tell them they can say. If I ask a question, I want their answer. I don't want the answer you told them they have to answer with, or the guidelines in which they can answer it with. I want the answer that comes to mind, the wholehearted answer that they have in their head. And there's just so much PC and, you know, crap that goes on behind the scenes for Power Morphicon. And probably a lot of other conventions, too, but I've seen it a lot more with Power Morphicon, and it's just... 
it's just sad. It really is. Uh-huh. It is. And with the Dino Charge panel, I'm pretty sure it was mostly just Yoshi, Camille, and Michael talking. Brennan every now and again, James barely said anything, and Davi and Claire had a few things to say, too. Like, it was mostly the first three at the table. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Yoshi's been the most vocal. So, I mean, you knew he was going to get a lot of the questions. Yeah, and Um, that's what bugged me was that certain... I think Michael stole a lot of people's questions. Because it was, like, directed to the whole Dino Charge cast. He would answer, and then they would just move on. Well, that's probably also timing. Well, that too. You know, but he probably his answer would be so long. Yeah, he would he would give his he would give his wholehearted answer. And then the 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 moderator would be like, Right, next question before anybody could answer because he took so long and it's like you don't I mean like you don't have to get in a hundred questions at a Q and A. If you get in twenty, that's enough. You're it's gonna suck for everybody behind him, but you gotta know if you get in line and you're not within the first, you know, 10 to 15 people, the chance of your question getting asked is low. So if you get in line and your question doesn't get asked, oh well. And if you like if you complain about it, it's like don't complain about it. You just just don't. Oh, you know, I actually have a, a recommendation of... for next Morphicon, but continue. No, that was there's I'm just I'm just sitting here complaining about everything okay. and everything. So we, what we need at the next Morphicon, for panels at least, question screeners. Yeah. Right, Chris? No, I, I like uh, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like Smell of the Rhino guy telling every ranger from Samurai and Megaforce that they're pieces of shit, basically? <laughs> no, I don't feel like uh, people need to be protected. I mean... You know, no, but was it, was it a stupid question? Yeah, it was a stupid question. That person should have been able to answer. It, but you know what? Um, when people ask me questions when I'm at work, there's no filter. <laughs> no one moderates like, "Oh, wait, hold on. Should we ask this person first to make sure that you know they're not asking a stupid question or an insulting question?" No, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a fan of like, you know, if, if we're talking about like the cast of the Avengers, sure, but we're talking about. Power Rangers. Like, who a majority of them have not gone on to do anything. Sans the few that, you know, aren't actually there because, you know, they're working. They're doing something. Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's not... I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's like... I get that it's the one time you get to go to a show where you're treated like the A-list celebrity that, you know, everyone... That everybody who's ever done any kind of acting hopes to become. I get that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know... You're going to deal with people like that. You're going to have to deal with it. Should we have question screeners? Sure. But so as soon as you start doing question screeners, you start having people screen out questions that don't necessarily need to be screened because certain actors don't want to answer the same question over and over or they don't feel like answering that question. So you know what? I'm not taking any questions about uh, what I said on social media a month ago. So make sure we don't ask, no one can ask those questions. That's not, that's not right, and that's exactly what would happen given enough time. Yeah. I just feel like questions that are, you know, not questions, more so comments going, 
you know, which of you's the worst, or which of you is, like, or, you know, since this piece of shit show isn't here, blah, blah, blah. Because that was essentially what some of the questions were at some of the panels that I was at. I, I just fair. wanted... I, I, I really I, just wanted to get up from my seat and just. I, I agree with you. I I kind of like the idea of the the screening of questions, but it's like I also agree with Chris, and it's the catch twenty two of the whole thing. It's a slippery slope that would lead. Yeah, to... like you you would weed out the which one of you is the worst, but there's there could be a creative question in that mix that they don't add that may have had a really good answer, yeah. and. To lose that question and to, to to like lose that question alongside the bad ones, I feel like is not something I personally would go for. Um, I mean, if anything, I would say moderate the panel better. So if half Rhino guy stood up and he's like, "Oh, which one of you is worse?" At that second, you have the moderator go, you're out. And then you have someone from security walk over, grab him, and yank him out of the panel. Hell, that's what you need to do. Yank him out of the convention. That too. Kick him out of the convention and say, you're done for the day. If you come back tomorrow, you better better act better, because if you don't, we'll kick you out and we won't allow you back in ever. They have to narrow down the assholes. That actually makes more of a So don't screen don't screen the questions. Have more positive feedback for negative people. Have control. Have control. Let the moderators have control over their own panels. Exactly. That's probably better. That's that's pretty much what you need. Because there's gonna be good questions, there's gonna be bad ones. How you react to both is you know the the, the moderator's discretion. Um, it's 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 what you think of when you think of the convention. Like if you say, "Oh, this guy asked a question, nobody answered it," and then the moderator said, "Okay, next question," and then everything was like, "Oh, nothing happened." But if you have a moderator that stands up and says, "No, you're not answering. You're not asking that question. Get out of the panel." Or get out of the convention room, or blah blah blah, and have security actually take them out of the room. You're not showing that force. You're not showing that you don't that you care about what the fans say to the people that are there. Your precious guests that you do so much for, and it's like you can't treat them like gold, but then someone try to treat them like crap, and you just ignore it. It doesn't work like that. If you're going to treat them like gold, if anybody tries to stomp on them, you grab the foot and you throw it. You get rid of it. And I feel like they don't have that. Agreed. Yep. And I think with that negative connotation, we will end the podcast after two hours, which is longer than I thought it was going to be. I'll give you that. Um <laughs> Um, so, this has been... You underestimate us. I guess this is going to be a normal episode of the podcast, and any news we have to talk about as far as geek and other toku stuff, we'll just pick up in the next episode. 
Um, that'll so, just be another extra special, extra long, possibly two episodes in the same day sort of spiel. Yeah, like we did with the last one because of Comic-Con. Holy crap. Uh, there was way too much going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, until the next episode, you can find the Geeks Utoku podcast at GeekTokupod on Twitter, uh, GeekTokupodBlogspot.com, we're on Facebook. We also have a thread on Toku Nation, which I haven't updated in probably two months. Um, oh. Yeah... Sean gets on my case about that, too. Um, I get on this case about the Facebook page, too. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook page. I just don't think anybody goes to it. That's why... Um, we had then... a single view within the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know who it t- was, but... <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Food Mix a lot. Uh, Sean, still snarky Sean everywhere. Um, I think. <laughs> you should be. If not, that's something. Unless to worry my about. identity got stolen again, who knows? <laughs> and then you can find <laughs> our special special guest, Chris uh, Toku Chris on Twitter. Um, also yes. talking Toku on Twitter. Um, yes. I guess, I guess also Toku Nation. Yes. <laughs> and then, I guess we can say. Look forward to the new Talking Toku that'll be out within the next month. Date to yeah, be we'll, determined. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, well, September. No date, just September. Yeah. That means we have till the 30th of September. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it'll, it'll be fun. I want to I wanna say thanks for having me on, guys. It was fun. I haven't recorded in a couple months, so it's been, uh, it's been fun to kind of get my, my feet wet again, so to speak. So thank you for having me on. I, w- I wanted you on because you and Sh- you and Sean kind of talked a lot, and I figured we've already had Eric on the podcast. Technically, episode three, the power, ra- the Toku part, Eric was on that, um, and I figured, well, we had him from Ranger Command. We need to get Chris from you know talking Toku on here, so this was the like the best opportunity to do so. So, yeah, thanks for being here, man. Uh, yeah, again, thanks, thanks for man. the invite. It was fun. It was fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, of course. Uh, especially if we can get you on for a full episode or we can actually talk geek stuff, because I know you are also into the whole comic aspect of things. Oh, yes, I am a geek. Through and to and through. <laughs> just uh, just ask, my, ask my girlfriend. She will let you know. <laughs> I can't uh, see that... her, but I, I'm sure she's nodding somewhere in the background. Or she's oh, mooning she's... you again. No... No mooning. I think I think she's ready for me to be done. <laughs> she's she's well, going she's... out of town tomorrow, so. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we'll let you get back to your girlfriend then, and we will end the podcast here. Have a good one, all, and all we'll right. see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.